0: Well, hello, listener, and welcome to the Rambling Gator Podcast. This is the podcast where I ramble about life lessons learned through my real life stories. I'm Mike, your host. I'm also known as the Gator, and I thank you for joining me. Since you're up here on this porch, go ahead and pull up a chair and sit a while. I'm getting ready to ramble a little bit, man. Enjoy it. Well, hello, kind of listener, and welcome back to the porch. You know, I was just thinking about the other day, a, an old friend of mine, a mentor. Really, you know, we're fortunate to have mentors in our lives, and I hope you have a few too. And I wanted to just take a moment and tell you about one of mine. I hope you enjoy this story. Greenville, North Carolina, September, nineteen eighty-seven. The phone rings in my dorm room, rousing me from a damn good recovery nap. I rise wiped the fog from my face, and meander to the device to shut it up. My head is still cloudy and aching from the party the night before, so the ringing that disturbed my snoring session is not a welcome return to reality. I pick up the receiver and hear a gruff but firm voice on the other end of the line. Is this Mike McPherson? The man asks. His tone was a gruff twang mixed with southern barbecue. Both gruff and twang send my head pulsing again. yeah. I respond quietly and wipe my face. I'm hoping my calm reply will cause the man to respond in kind. I send myself internal vibes, telling my head to stop pounding. Please. Please. This here is Captain Steve Jones, he replied. The command antenna beats on my brain like a hammer on an anvil. I want to see you in my office in 15 minutes. Click. I pull the phone from my ear and eye the receiver with one eye. The thumping in my head increases. What the hell? A whisper. Since this Captain Steve Jones fellow opened his summoning call, stating his rank, I quickly surmised, through fog, that he must be with the Army RTC office. Mind you, I had no idea from where this Captain was calling me. He didn't have all that important piece of information either. Did he had just issued me an order, a direct order. So, a splash of water on my face, Toothbrush on the teeth, a rub of D.O. for the B.O., and away I went at the double time, to who knows where. After stopping a few strangers and asking for directions, I found my way to Jones's Army RTC office, arriving with a minute or two to spare. I was sweating, more from the night before than the recent PT session I gave myself getting there. I breathed a bit heavy, so I slowed my approach to collect myself before arriving at his door. Once there, I placed three solid knocks upon it. A moment passed. Enter, the familiar voice from the other side barked. I flew in, closed the door behind me, and found myself, by reflex, at rigid attention in Jones's presence. And that's how I was introduced to Army Captain Steve, the Captain, Jones. Jones became a second father during my time at East Carolina University. That day he ordered me to his office, I expressed my intentions of becoming an army officer. Jones then adopted me and took me in as one of his own. And for a young black college kid with no friends and far away from home, I embraced his attention and welcomed his care immediately. I soon discovered the captain challenged me as much as my father back home did in Fayetteville. One afternoon, Jones bade me to come to his office. By this time, I knew the way very well. We piled into his own Chevy pickup and drove to a nearby elementary school. From his back seat, he pulled an umbrella, a small netted bag with white balls in it, and two golf clubs. I watched as he walked out just beyond second base and placed the open umbrella upside down in a short center field, then returned to the bag of balls and clubs. The captain then took his club, pulled the ball to him, took his setup, and made a swing. I locked eyes on the ball flying in the air and watched it land softly just to the left of the umbrella. And then it hit me. The only folks I ever saw play golf were on television, and they were white folks. It kind of freaked me out to see this black man standing in front of me hitting golf balls. Hell, Jones was the first black man I ever saw play golf. Period. He continued, striking ball after ball and landing them in or near the umbrella while asking me questions. What do you want to become besides an army officer in this army? Do you know what it's like for a black officer in this man's army? Because you're looking at one, let me tell you. It ain't the easy road. Why do you want to be a part of this warrior priesthood, son? What's your life going to look like when you get out of the army? Especially if it's earlier than you expected. Man, I had no real answers for him either. Becoming an army officer was my life ambition for as long as I can remember. From those days of marching my brother and cousins up and down dusty roads as a kid to leading small units in Cub and Boy Scouts to discover my love of servant leadership in high school JRTC, I felt all these events prepared me to become an Army officer. But I could not answer these specific, deep thought-provoking questions Jones laid out on me. And seeing those balls fly from his position to that umbrella like precision artillery fire on objective, well, that jarred me too held me transfixed in a way I could not describe. Did you can do that, young cat? The captain asked, as he handed me his club and pointed to the umbrella, half filled with balls. I'd seen Nicholas, Player, Palmer, and Trevino do this a few times on ABC's Wide World of Sports. How hard could this be, I asked myself. I smirked at him as I grasped the tool and took my stance over that little white ball. I was determined to crush it. Dirt and grass flew with every swing I made, advancing the ball a foot or two, or sending them squibbling off to who knows where. Jones laughed, doubled over and belly hard. (laughs) You sure you got this, son? The challenge delivered laughter, steeled my determination. I gripped that club tight enough to wring the rubber off and took another swing. I dug a ditch. Where Jones' ball dispersion sat either in or around the umbrella, my patch of flub flops of grass and dirt sprinkled with golf balls favored more a ragged shotgun pattern extended from my feet to midfield. But that day, that moment, began my love affair with golf. Golf became the foundation on which my friendship with Jones was built. My dad introduced me to King, X, and Garvey. The captain... Made Sifford, Elder, and Pete my acquaintances. Dad had me read books by Ellison, Dubois, and Angelou. Jones had me reading Hogan books and Greens. Both men, in their own way, educated me on the power of our people. The power that existed deep within me. Jones and I played the only places we were welcome. On rough patch, goat path courses in and around Greenville. See, there was no Tiger Woods yet to break the barriers. Whenever the captain called, I'd head out, rented red clubs in tow. As we walked or rode those fairways, hit those shots, put those greens, Jones imparted his knowledge to me of shot making, the army, and life, and how they all mirrored each other. He talked about the truth being in the dirt, a philosophy he learned reading books by Ben Hogan. I soon found my truth in the dirt, both in the drive range and in train operations. And in both, I got better. May 11, 1991, my family watched teary-eyed as the captain delivered my oath of office, and I became a second lieutenant in the U.S. Army. Four years of golf rounds with Jones netted me in a solid 80s game, too. The life lessons filled me with pride like holding out a soft bunker shot. I thanked Jones, from the push-up position, for his taking care of me, for his love of me. He gifted me a Spalding pitching wedge, one from his growing collection of clubs, and an empty journal to pen my travels, experiences, and golf journey. Young Mac, you got a gift for writing, he told me. Use it to change the world around you. The truth is in the dirt, son. Now it's time for you to find your truth. For the past 30 years, Jones and I have kept in touch like golf buddies paired in separate tee times. We see each other one moment, then fade apart for a few years. We reconnect again, only to move away again. Such was our ebb and flow. Our conversations always revolved around family, golf, and writing. Jones started a book during my college days and was still writing it almost every day. I, too, was building my book of golf and life lessons. I'd broken 80 not once, but three times in 2000, the year my twin boys were born. I'd met and had a cigar with late Charlie Sifford in 2002. The living history of the black golfer experience permeated from him, and I soaked up every word. I stood inside the ropes on number seven at Augusta National in 2005, watching brave ball strikers make mighty shots in that majestic tabletop of a green. I shook the hand of the late Lee Elder in 2006 and the hair stood on the back of my neck from pure excitement of meeting another one of my golf heroes. I attended the U.S. Open several times and had one of the last autographs from the late Payne Stewart to show for it. I'd acquired countless golf adventures across the country and world. My most cherished had become a picture of my daughter from 2011, then only two years old, holding her first golf club. A lefty. Thank the Captain, for bringing this game in my life, and what a life has been because of it. A summer Friday afternoon in 2021 found me closing a long virtual workday. COVID had a grip on the world, and mine had changed to a constant video meetings and conferences schedule. My phone rang with a number unfamiliar. I called back after finishing a business call. A familiar voice answered on the other end. Is this you, Mike McPherson? I reflexively stood a bit taller, full of surprise, my eyes welling with joy. Sir! I exclaimed. I want to see you at Keith Hill's Golf Club in 90 minutes, he responded. Click. With a wry smile, I looked at my phone and over to my golf bag. I pocketed the former, strapped on the ladder, and headed out at the double time to find the truth in the dirt at the captain's office. You know, we're fortunate when we have good mentors in our life. And Steve Jones, um, for me as a young man, was certainly a great mentor to me uh, in the time that I think I really truly needed one. The day when he called me to his office, I, I still remember it so vividly and learning a bit about college life and certainly was off the chain for a little bit. And he called at a time when I really needed some recalibration really was still early in my college days, a young freshman just learning my way and doing those things. But uh, yeah, when he called, it was, it was time to get back on the right track. But he was, uh, and remains to me, one of my most powerful mentors in my life because of just the things he taught all of us young cadets. But as I mentioned, the story, the time he spent with me individually and really thought of me as a son, you know, he already had a young son and a daughter on the way and, uh, the thing that I said you know, brought us together was golf. And there was another person also that, that was with us, a young man by the name of Bill Hallberg. Some of you may not know him, but if you do a Google, Google search on him, uh, he wrote a couple of books and wrote for Golf Magazine. And I had a privilege of knowing him as my professor um, in fiction writing in East Carolina. So he would often join us too as a threesome and we play. And you talk about a really good ball striker and Bill Hallberg. Man, he was one of the best. and was a really great dude. but. It's not about him. <laughs> this is about that time with uh, with Jonesy. He he had a way of just imparting wisdom to you with this you know down home down east uh, type of flair. He was from a North Carolina. So for those who know where that is, down east, it was you know farm town in those days. Um, had gone on and went to Ranger School and Airborne School and jungle warfare school and all these things i wanted to eventually do because i, I wanted to, in a lot of ways i want to be like my dad too but i want to be a lot like him um and one of the things we talked about a lot was the warrior priesthood this notion of uh um you, know, you can still do what you need to do but there's a way you need to do it and that's probably all i'll say about it because there's so much more behind it um jones remains a mentor to a lot of kids too he's still teaching A retired-like colonel and uh, still teaching down near Fayetteville, North Carolina. JRTC students there bringing up the next warrior class, if you will, Uh, but certainly raising a class of people too. Uh, Strong kids, right? And that's what we need to keep this thing going in this world here soon, be able to keep the things heading in the right direction, in my opinion. I I ramble a little bit because this is a Rambling Gator podcast, and that's what I'm supposed to do. I want to record these thoughts raw to you as they come out uh I can't think of enough for the education that he gave me, not just on the golf course. I mean there were so many times when we'd be out there doing certain things and we talked about these things and we talked about shots and shot making and all these wonderful things that I still do now. I'm nowhere near a eighty shooter anymore by any means, but I remember um you know in two thousand eleven when my daughter, as I described to and bringing her out to the golf course and, and she'd run around and with that little putter in her hands and she was putting left-handed cause she's lefty and just the joy that, uh, she experienced through that. I think, be, I think it had not been for him. Um, I wouldn't have been able to bring that type of joy to her. Uh, and then to me, right. To, for us to experience that together, uh, and experience the family and thanks to him, you know, I still play today. as as often as you know the good lord willing and and time will allow um and it's just amazing times i hope you're privileged to have someone in your life like that you know that that was a mentor to you that you can recall or a mentor to you now we need those people like that in our lives independent of our parents independent of our family independent of our siblings and others someone who could somewhat subjectively call us out you know who who could who can really um bring their knowledge and expertise and experience to help us, you know, build another brick upon the foundation that is soon become our lives. And I'm fortunate enough to have been, you know, a mentor to a lot of young folks too. Uh, and imparting my wisdom, a lot of it learned through those life lessons that I impart to you all, um, to help them and shape them and mold them, uh, in a way, I think that's meaningful and I hope that they find is meaningful too. I'll wait for Jones's call again. I'm pretty sure it's going to happen pretty soon, and I'm sure he's going to call me up and say, "Hey, come down here. Let's go. Let's go beat the ball around a little bit." And uh, I'll gladly stop whatever the hell I'm doing and pick up that bag and beat feet out, because those times uh, certainly are precious. They're fleeting, and so I cherish every one of them. Just hope you cherish your times with your mentor, whenever that time might be, for however long that time might be. Uh, it's a gift, a gift given to you, um, freely and hope, uh, one that you give away freely too. We need more mentors in this world. We need more folks that, uh, freely give themselves of their time and knowledge and expertise, but also their love uh, to give back to others, to give back to those who are coming up because we're not going to be here forever. This is often said, we're not long for this world. So, we might as well leave the campsite better than how we found it. Hey, thanks for stopping by and rambling with the old gator on the Rambling Gator Podcast. Please rate, review, and subscribe to or follow the podcast on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also send me an email to theramblinggator at gmail.com and follow my deeper dive show discussions at theramblinggator.com. And wherever you're listening to this great big old world, I hope you and yours remain happy and healthy. And please tell your friends to stop on by and pull up a chair. For the Rambling Gator Podcast, this is Old Gator saying so long for now.